Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host, and I'm so happy to be here. We have so much to talk about today, don't we always? <laughs> if you are listening live, it is the 5th of May. It's about 11 a.m. Pacific time, and I'm just so glad to be here. Oh, we are in the chat room. You can find it by heading over to 12radio.com. Click on the chat button, and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. And my handsome and talented producer, Scott, is standing by, and he'll gladly let you in the room. So that's the way to do that. I'm also live streaming this show from my fan page on Facebook. That's Katie Weaver, Domestic Mystic. But you can also find it shared in the chat room. So either way, if you'd rather watch than listen, that would be the way to do so. I do want to let you know, though, that if you're asking me questions or comments, uh, sometimes they get lost in the Facebook feed, in the live stream feed. And so you're better off to throw things up in the chat room if it's something that you want to make sure that I see. But, you know. Maybe you don't. <laughs> Either way. Ah, you guys, it is full moon week. I'm so excited. If you've been watching or listening to my show for a while, you know that on full moon week, we pull a card from the fairy tale tarot and read the story and flesh it out. So I'm excited. But it's also the first show of the month, which means it's animal communication day. So I decided that there's no reason why we can't have it all and do it all at the same time. So that's what we're going to do. So let's do it this way. If you have a question for me or a comment, throw it up in the chat room. If you wanna share pictures of your fur babies with me, put a picture of them in the chat room. If you would like a reading for one of your animals or some animal communication work, throw it up in the chat room. But if you have something else going on that you need me to take a look at, don't hesitate to throw that up as well. Honestly, I feel like that is all fine. I can deal with pretty much any of it. I think that uh, we should have time to get to everything today. At least I hope we'll do what we can, right? Okay. And actually, I have so many fun things to share with you guys this week. So first of all, I want to let you know that my scopes are available over at, on YouTube. And that is Domestic Mystic on YouTube. So I started this three weeks ago, but I'll be completely honest. I think that the scopes this week are my best work so far. Always hammering out a few things, you know, and getting all the tech down. But uh, I, there are scopes there for every sign. And I'm doing them individually so that you don't have to, you know, watch an entire thing just to get that little bit of your own scope. They are individual. So if you watch your scope and you love it, if you would drop a comment in YouTube, that would help me a lot because it helps other people to find it. So if you like and comment on videos there, it makes a big difference for the creator. Also, if you subscribe, it does too. But, you know, don't just do it because I'm asking you to. <laughs> do it if you are compelled to or if you like the work that you're finding there. But I do hope that you have a chance to go over and check it out. I put a link in the chat room to the, for those. But you can just go over to, uh, once you listen, and or sorry, just go over to YouTube and search for Domestic Mystic and you will find them as well. So all of that is going on. But speaking of YouTube, you know that I have a weekly podcast that I do with my sister, Christy. And right now we are very busy covering the Vallow case. I've talked about that a ton. So I know you guys probably know what I'm talking about. And so we covered 
this week there was a bail hearing for Lori Vallow on Friday afternoon. There was also a huge uh, download of information from Justin Lum. He is the one of the reporters that has covered this case the most extensively and broke a lot of it open. And he was able to come across uh, an email between Lori and her new husband, Chad, that uh, gives us some really good insight into their spiritual beliefs and uh, if you can call it spiritual, I guess, and into maybe the way they are, where their mindset is at. In this case, of course, the crux of it is that there are two missing children. There are also a handful of dead adults, but right now we're mostly focused on where are those kids and finding a way to bring them home if they can come home. They have been missing since September, JJ Vallow and Tylee Ryan. So anytime I talk about this case, I always want to steer back to the fact that the at the core of it, there are two missing children. That's the most important thing about this case right now. But I shared a link in the chat room if you would like to watch that, uh, the latest. And uh, if you're way lost in what the hell we're talking about, go back and watch the previous videos because you might have to because it is a ton of information. So it might take you a bit to catch up. However, if you like true crime, it's a rabbit hole worth falling down. <clears throat> now, I do want to let you know that there is, um, you can find that on YouTube under True Crime Paranormal. So enough about that, but we're having a lot of fun with that case. Now, I actually think this week, uh, you know, hopefully at some time soon we can cover something else, but this case has had new stuff rolling out like literally every week. So we've been a little stuck on it, but that's okay. It is what it is. I wanted to point out to you guys that we have a brand new offering over at One Two Listen. We have a new blog. And the blog is really fun because it's an opportunity for all of the advisors to offer their work and publish it there together. And I have a new an article there I want to share with you. This is called shatter old patterns with this creative spread. Some of you that were in my class last week uh, for spreads to change your life, this will be familiar to you. It is one of the ones that I used in that class, but I decided to write it up in a blog post and share it with you guys so that you could benefit from it. You can find it. I'm putting links in the chat, but you can also just find it by heading over to 12.blog and you'll find the 12.blog there and you can connect with it, but there is a spread there that I designed with instructions on how to use it to break old patterns in your life. That seems to be an ongoing trend for pretty much everybody. You know, we were all born with a few patterns that we may continue to repeat that maybe you want to break. So it's a five card spread and you're looking at why does this pattern keep repeating? What is at the core of the issue? What past life connections does this pattern reflect? What ancestral connections does this pattern reflect? And how do I break this pattern once and for all? So if that sounds like something you could benefit from, just head over to the blog and take a look and do it and see if it helps you out. I have had quite a few comments on it and had some people do test spreads with it to let me know what they thought. And it's worked out really well. So I wanted to make sure you guys could benefit from that one if it benefits you. 
a few people I've talked to in the last week or so told me that they don't have any cards. And I was a little surprised because um, of my own penchant for them, I guess. A little egocentric, assuming everyone has them. <laughs> but if you don't have a deck and you're curious about having some cards and, and working with cards, I would highly recommend that you start working with them there, you know, that you let me know. And uh, I will give you some suggestions of cards that might be helpful to you. So I think that is a really good thing. Let's see. Sounds like some of you guys are not able to hear me. No sound. Okay. I'm not sure if that's on our end or if it's on one of our carriers and it could be either one, unfortunately. So let's see what we can do to get some sound. We don't like that, right? <laughs> we, we're not always totally in control. Unfortunately, some of our, uh, the tech around here is in the control of our carrier and sometimes we don't have control of what's going on with that. But I will make sure that we get on top of that and find out why we don't have any sound. In the meantime, those of you in the live stream, uh, you can hear me, I know. So we will just keep going and I'm sure that Scott's right on top of figuring out what's going on with our sound issues. So gosh, sorry about that, you guys. <clears throat> All righty. Well, I'm, if you use that spread and it's helpful to you, please let me know. I guess I'm wondering if no one has sound or if it's just some of you. Just a strange thing. The Facebook Live, yes, the Facebook Live has sound, of course. Okay. All righty. Well, not sure what's going on, but I'm sure Scott is on top of it and working on fixing it. All right. Well, off we go. Uh, we'll continue to work on this and see if we can figure out what's happening. So in the meantime, I wanted to share Luminous Magazine with you guys. So I'm going to put a link in the chat room so that you can take a look at that. But you can also find Luminous by heading over to katie-weaver.com and ch checking it out that way. But there's some really good stuff in Luminous this week that I wanted to make sure that you guys get a chance to see. There is a... Uh, there's a lot going on in my house today. <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys, but we uh, had a big surprise on Friday. So I knew that my youngest daughter or my middle daughter was going to come home for four days for a visit. She was supposed to come home late, late Friday night. But we had a big surprise by her showing up on early Friday morning. Well, Friday about 1130. I had no idea she was coming. So you know, she was supposed to come that night. She ended up getting off work early and just got in her car and drove home. So I was just excited to see her. And her dad was not so thrilled that she just decided to jump in the car and drive home. However, <laughs> he was a little less impressed with that because apparently you're supposed to let people know when you're getting in the car to go somewhere. <laughs> I figured it was four hours. I didn't have to worry about her being on the road. So I was all good. But anyway, I was uh, more than happy to have her home. We have had a lot of fun. So she, I just kissed her goodbye and sent her out the door while, uh, right before we got on the show. So I know that she is 
out of here. Darn it. We're sure going to miss her, but she'll actually be back in just a few weeks to go camping. This trooper has stayed away for eight weeks uh, while our governor had us under quarantine to keep her mama safe. But uh, we've been very careful and we felt good about her coming home. So it's been really nice to have her. But anyway, I want to jump into Luminous Magazine here quickly and give you guys a rundown of this week. I have a brand new contributor. And I'm so excited about it. Her name is Kat. You guys don't know her. She's not a one-tour. She's a dear friend of mine, has been forever. And I finally talked her into joining us. So she has an article her uh, new column is on page 14. It is a weekly tarot uh, forecast for the week, and it's awesome. So I really want to welcome Kat, and I'm so excited that she decided to come on board at Luminous and start writing for us. It's a very good thing. So I'm way, way, way excited. And hold on one minute, guys. I'm getting a note from my producer here. Okay, sounds like my Skype is offline, so I'm going to sign back in so that he can call me. So this has been my fault. Skype closed itself. <laughs> okay, so we'll get the, or the show streaming again here in just a second. Okay, my Skype is up. And we'll get back on the board here so that you guys can hear this show either way. Sorry about that, you guys. It almost feels like we're in a Mercury retrograde and we're not because tech has been really, really glitchy the last few weeks. And, and communication has been really tough recently. Okay. Okay. No. All right. We are back. So, hey, guys, if you are... Listening to me over the radio, this is the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host. Had a little tech issue here, but we are back. So we are currently looking at Luminous Magazine. You can find a link in the chat room, or you can find it just by heading over to katie-weaver.com. So I wanted to bring your attention to a few things. So again, we have a brand new contributor, Kat. She's a good friend of mine, and her article is tarot, the tarot forecast for the week on page 14. I called this episode, episode, it's not an episode, this edition, the Beltane Blessings edition, because it was Beltane on Saturday. How exciting, or sorry, Friday. <clears throat> How exciting. Beltane is late spring, early summer, just the combo there as we uh, really start gearing up. This Beltane represents the marriage of or the union of the goddess and the green man. So very excited. I love this time of year so much. And Beltane always speaks to my heart in a very ancient soul kind of way. And in fact, uh, we had a big fire on Saturday night for Beltane. So good stuff. All right. I want to tell you guys about a class that I'm teaching. This is the part of my musings in uh, Luminous, but I have a class that I'm teaching on Wednesday, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific uh, at 1-2 Academy. So this is my forensic mediumship class. 
forensic mediumship. What the heck is it? Well, I've been studying crime and psychic crime for a long time. And while I don't do it publicly, I do have a few contacts that sometimes come to me if they want my opinion or want me to weigh in or look at something. Uh, and that's the way I like to do it, to be honest. But um, in working on our podcast with Christy, we've done a lot of that as well. I have taught it before in person, but I've never taught it online. And I had a student ask me a few weeks ago if I would be willing to teach a forensic mediumship class. And I was so excited. I wasn't sure if anybody would uh, take it. <laughs> Here's why. That sounded really degrading. Here's why. Out. Forensic mediumship is all about uh, working with the people who have passed, working with the dead in order to figure out what happened to them or get more insight into, you know, the situation. And so that's what forensic mediumship is about. I, the reason I didn't know how interested people would be in this class is because some of you don't do crime, you know, and that's okay. Some of you uh, empaths, it's too much, it's too painful, it's not something you really want to dive into, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. However, some of you are interested in studying that, uh, are interested in studying in general uh, psychic crime. And so if that is something that you resonate with, I would love to have you in class this is a Zoom class, so of course it's a video class. And as always, if you are live, you, well, you can come live, or if you can't come live, if you still want to register for the class, I will send you the video of it later on so that you can still watch it and benefit from it. So that's how it works. And I'm just excited to bring it to you guys. I hope it's something that you uh, can learn from and benefit from, and if you're interested, if you're kind of interested, but you're not really sure how this works or if it's for you, come and talk to me. But that is happening tomorrow. You can find the registration over at 12academy.com and register there. And I'd just have, be happy to have you if this is a study that you're interested in. If it's not, you won't hurt my feelings. I get it. This is not everybody else's jam. <laughs> okay. All righty. So let's go back to Luminous here for just a few minutes, and then we'll keep on keeping on. So Kai brings us this week the animal guidance, and it is the koala, which I thought was so sweet. Known as the koala bear, but it's actually a marsupial. I'll be honest, I call my chihuahuas bears all the time. They're my little bears. So I think anything can be a bear in your heart. <laughs> she had some great things to say about the koala, though, and connecting to her energy. Really powerful. The tip of the week was taking a look at your morning routine. How do you set the stage for a great day? I am a strong believer that the way you set up your morning will affect you for the rest of the day. We've all overslept, you know, and had somewhere to be and had to leap out of bed and throw our stuff together and run out the door, and it really creates some challenges. We have all woken up on the wrong side of the bed and had, you know, multiple things go wrong, and it sets the stage for 
a frustrating day if you can't find a way to flip the script on that. So always a, you know, a, a challenge to throw out there to you to reevaluate your mornings and take a look at what you can do to make your day a little better and a little brighter. So I think it's important. I will admit I start every day with a pig uh, beating up on me, trying to make me wake up <laughs> to feed her breakfast. This is my morning routine. The, my, the first thing I have to do when my feet hit the floor are feed those piggies their breakfast because they are hungry and they have an internal uh, alarm clock. They know exactly when breakfast time is and you cannot get past that. But uh, from, you know, I've learned to just enjoy getting up and feeding them their breakfast and having that morning time to interact with them and not see it as a, you know, a rude awakening from bed. They're just hungry is all, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, a couple other things. Again, I want to make sure that you saw Kat's article, but we also have another uh, quite new contributor at Luminous, and that is Caroline. And she she was also my guest yesterday on One Two News, and she has a brand new show starting here at One Two Radio. She's got a lot of fun stuff going on, but I do hope that you can take a peek at her article too, as well as all of the other good stuff. There's so many great articles and so much hard work that goes into Luminous from everybody that contributes and offers themselves to us. It's just a it's a labor of love for everybody. I know, but. I do want to make sure that you see Caroline's column. So this week she talked about how do the angels communicate with us. She's got a video as well as an article, and it's awesome. So that's all I have for Luminous this week, but I hope that you have a chance to read it. And again, if you need to go find it, you can find it at katie-weaver.com. When you go to my website, there is a pop-up that gives you an opportunity to sign up for a couple of things. You can sign up for... Uh, well, it's, it's one sign up, but it will give you an opportunity to receive the daily dish, which is the morning, the everyday reading that I send out. It comes out every morning at 6 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time, and it gives you an opportunity to receive Luminous once a week. So I'll send you eight emails a week, and you can sign up just by heading over to katie-weaver.com. You can do it right there. So that is how it goes. That, that's how it be, as my kids would say. I don't know why they say that, but now I do because they do. And I spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> it's how it is. It's how it be. Okay. Well, let's, let's enough. That's enough of that. <laughs> All righty. Well, it is fairy tale tarot day. I'm so excited. So I've already pulled the card. I wanted to make sure that I give you guys an opportunity to hear the story. So let's go and take a look at it. So most of you that listen to me know that on the week of the full moon, we always pull a card from the fairy tale tarot. So this is the fairy tale tarot. This was one of my mom's decks that I inherited that I think is just extremely cool. So every month we pull a card and we read the story and it's fun. Ooh, though. Before I say, before I start the story, I forgot something so important that I have to share. I am a guest this week on Kelly McLean's show, and that happens on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific, and we have something so fun planned for you guys. It all started a few days ago. 
when I saw a Facebook video floating around of a lady reading a story. The story is called Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber. Maybe you saw it. If you didn't, go find it. You have to. <laughs> but I read it. Or I watched the video. I laughed my head off. I sent it to Kelly. She laughed her head off. And then a plan hatched because I get to be on her show this week. And if you guys watch or have ever listened to shows we do together, we always uh, do some fun, funny, unexpected things. She has a night show so you can get away with a little more debauchery. At least we think so. It's what we do. <laughs> and so we have decided that we are going to share some inappropriate bedtime stories with you on Kelly's show on Thursday night. So again, that's at 7 p.m. Pacific here on One Two Radio. You will laugh until tears run down your legs. I promise. I promise. I've been preparing stories. I've read them to my sisters. They died. This is going to be fun. So <laughs> I hope you guys can come and play with us. But for today, we're going to do our fairy tale tarot for the full moon. Not quite so inappropriate, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so I already pulled the card before this show, so I wouldn't waste your time by having to rifle through the book. The card is the King of Cups. The King of Cups. It is a picture of a young man putting a fish into the water, but the fish also kind of looks like the spirit of a person or a person with a fish side by side, maybe. There is a cup. Oh, what else is here? There is some kind of an urn or a vase. There's a net. There looks like maybe a spear and some other fish laying next to the young man. There's some birds on the horizon. With this deck, everything matters on the card. There's a lot of symbology, so I always try to share everything that I'm seeing. Okay, so that's the card. So let's get into the story. <clears throat> the story is the golden-headed fish. I've never heard this before. I, I don't know about you guys. This is brand new to me. The culture is Mideast Central Asia. The key words are diplomatic, wise, and caring. Now remember that the story, we do this story so that we can get an idea of what we need to know for the full moon, right? That's the point. So listen to the story with that in mind, because when we're done reading, I'll ask you guys to jump in the chat room and give me some ideas of what you think it uh, means for us moving forward. And I'll give you some of my interpretations too. So let's get started. Picture it, Egypt. Just kidding. That was a play on the Golden Girls, and it probably wasn't that funny, but that's how I've been telling every story lately. Picture it, Rexburg, 2020. The world was gripped by a pandemic. Sorry. I know. I am Sophia Petrillo at heart. I'm just a little younger. <laughs> However, I don't think it'll be long, and my kids will be threatening me with Shady Pines. It's a good thing they don't watch that show. Okay, I digress a lot. All right. And long ago, in the land of Egypt, there was a king who became afflicted with an illness that blinded him. All the doctors in the kingdom were summoned, but none could offer a cure. Then, one day, an mm, itinerant healer spoke of a great fish whose blood had restorative powers. Ooh, okay. 
In the sea, there is a golden-headed fish. If someone brings it to me, I will create a serum to cure the king. But I will only wait 100 days' time before I travel onwards, declared the healer. The king's son fished day and night until 100 days had passed. The prince sighed as he cast his net for one final try. When he pulled in the last catch, the golden-headed fish was enmeshed in the netting. Despite not catching it before the deadline, the prince thought to bring it to his father as proof of his efforts. But when he looked at the fish, there was something about it. Perhaps it was the pitiful way it gazed at him. Whatever his reasons, the prince let him go. When he returned to the palace, the feverish king was so disappointed in his son's failure to find the elusive fish that he ordered his execution. Wow, this is a good dad. He feels good enough to order an execution of his nice son. Wow, okay. These must be ancestors of Lori Vallow, all I'm saying. But the queen helped him flee. She filled his pockets with jewels and gold before bringing him to a ship. Oh, well, at least he has a nice mom. Okay. Your father will repent such a heartless order. Sail as far as you can from here, instructed his mother. But no matter what, do not hire a servant who wishes to be paid monthly. Maybe, you know, it's time to be a servant for yourself. It's just a thought. The prince sailed to a distant island and bought a pretty house, and soon servants came seeking employment. Here we go. He turned them all down, but then a humble man, who seemed familiar somehow, offered his services without wages. Pay me what you think I am worth after one year, the man said. The prince agreed. The news about a ferocious beast tearing up the other side of the island came. Soldiers were sent in, but strangely, none could stay long enough to halt the destructive path of the creature. The governor offered his daughter's hand to anyone who could defeat it, but no one had the courage to try. Just when all seemed hopeless, the servant showed up at the governor's palace and offered his master's services. The servant snuck to the shore and rubbed himself with a putrid-smelling salve that would surely keep him awake. Probably some kind of essential oils, you know. Hiding behind a rock, he saw the beast emerge. Wait, I have to go back. A putrid salve to keep himself awake? So you have to rub yourself with something that smells so bad that you are unable to go to sleep? I don't, I don't want that. That sounds terrible. Okay, I just caught that part. All right, hiding behind a rock, he saw the beast emerge from the ocean waves, treading its serpent tail on the sand. The servant leapt out and pierced a soft part behind its ear. After the creature fell dead, he cut off the ears and returned to his master. Bring these to the governor, said the servant, as proof of your heroic deed. The prince did not want to take credit for something he didn't do, but the servant insisted. The governor was pleased and presented his daughter to the hero. The prince declined to marry her and instead was given a well-stocked ship filled with gold and jewels. 
the prince and his servant sailed away to another faraway kingdom. The servant walked to town and heard of the king's daughter being the most beautiful woman in the world. The servant instructed the prince to take some of the jewels and ask for the princess's hand in marriage. The prince and servant came before the king with the proposition. The king agreed. But do you have the courage to marry a woman who has had 190 husbands perish after the first 12 hours of marriage? Okay, Lori Vallow is in this story. Now we know. Okay. How much does it cost to put on 190 weddings? Asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> the servant quietly counseled, do not worry, all will be well. Marry her. The prince and princess married. After the ceremony, they retired to their chamber. Oi, here we go. As the moon shone through the window, an ominous-looking shroud with his initials embroidered on it could be seen on the couch. Then the prince looked out the window and saw a grave be oh a grave being dug below. Oh, good Lord. Before the prince had a chance to rethink his situation, a black serpent slid out of the princess's mouth. The servant, sensing an evil presence, jumped out of his hiding place and cut off the serpent's head. By killing the reptile, the spell had been broken. <laughs> There's a lot of things I could say about that. And Nick, could, this is a day show. So we're not going there. Okay. <laughs> the next day, the son-in-law emerged from the wedding chambers with his beautiful bride. Everyone was amazed that the new husband was still alive. But then word came that the prince's father had died. The couple accompanied by the faithful servant, returned to the prince's homeland, where he assumed the throne and became a beloved king. One day the king asked his servant, What is your year-end wage, old friend? I ask for nothing but my departure, for I am needed elsewhere now, said the servant. Thank you for all you have done, said the king, and thank you. Without your compassion of long ago, I would have been dead for I am the golden-headed fish. I think we all figured that out by now. Okay, the end. That's the whole story. All right. Well, obviously, a big theme here is compassion and kindness, right? Not killing just for killing. Of course, he was killing, actually, to uh, save his father, but it turned out his father was, you know, quite the jackass. When he didn't save him, he was going to have him killed. So, you know... Seems like maybe it was the right decision no matter what. Here's what the author says. She says, you may find yourself in a situation that will require astute diplomacy. Exercising care and compassion will help you negotiate sensitive situations as you attempt to preserve harmony. You may have to seek the guidance of a father figure who is mature and wise enough to offer creative solutions to a given problem. So there you go. All right. So my take from this story for us for this full moon cycle is to be careful about our decisions and who we choose to interact with, to be a little careful about who we trust and to trust our own gut above everything else. I feel like there's wisdom in recognizing that not everyone has your best interest at heart, but 
that some people do. And finding that place in you where you can figure out who to trust and perhaps who not to trust. And I think right now we might see that changing a little bit. Maybe people, coworkers, things like that, that we thought had our backs in the past, maybe don't right now. Uh, everyone is a bit self-serving and not everyone, but people in general are feeling a little self-serving and feeling like they need to protect their own. And that's a part of that. So my recommendation during this full moon cycle is to trust yourself. And if you feel like maybe something is a little off with somebody, trust that. But also, if you're feeling drawn to create new friendships or new relationships or strengthen relationships that maybe have kind of gone by the wayside, do that too. This is a good opportunity for that. So that's my take. But I would love to peek into the chat room if any of you have an opinion that you would like to share about this story or a comment. I would love to hear it. I don't know what you're thinking about, uh, you know. The snake coming out of the mouth of the princess, that's pretty chilling. Anyway, I'm going to look in the chat room here quick and we'll keep on moving. Okay. All righty. Oh, Anna said she's been rewatching Golden Girls, hearing LOLs forever. Oh, healing LOLs forever. No kidding. I hear you. All right. Well, Let's keep on moving here. We have a lot of stuff we want to do today. So that was the full moon story. I loved it. I've never heard that one before. I don't know if that's a story that any of you guys are familiar with. However, as we keep reading these stories, I will say that there's such an underlying theme of when you show kindness and you show compassion, that tends to uh, return to you tenfold, which I think is pretty great. So pretty good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Kate said our last fairy tale had snakes coming out of someone's mouth, right? Yes, it did. I was thinking that too. That's a theme. Hmm. Well, I want to read a story where a healing snake comes out of someone's mouth. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll come across one of those one of these days. I hope we read so many of these stories that we get to the point that we're like, huh, I think we've had this one before. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I wanted to drum a little bit today. I feel like everybody could use some balance. That's one of the things that's been coming up for a lot of my clients. A lot of my empaths is feeling a little out of balance in their bodies and a little out of balance in um, their what they need to do. So in other words, I'm hearing a lot of people tell me they're having a hard time getting motivated, having a bit of a hard time not... Uh, procrastinating and putting stuff off to the last second and just struggling a little bit with that. So I wanted to drum a little bit. So the drum that I, this is a very special drum. I rarely use it on the show or ever because it is a really special drum, but I'm going to drum for you guys so that you can benefit from that. So I'm going to play the drum. I'm going to just ask you guys to allow the frequency of the drum to just resonate through you, to give you an opportunity to ground, to let anything that you're carrying at this point just shift, to just give you guys all an opportunity for some therapeutic drumming today. So all you have to do is breathe and listen and allow it to move through you. Now, if you... 
feel like you need to run from the drum. I get it. There is a fight or flight that comes up in some people when you first start drumming. And if you feel like you can't do it, you can definitely shut it off or try to breathe through it. That's my hope is that you can breathe through it for a minute before you give up because there's a lot of value in listening to a drum. Drumming is something that's been on our planet for time immemorial. In every culture, there is some kind of instrument. There's some kind of drum or drumming. It's just such a powerful way for us to tap into our own ancient souls, into our own ancestry, into our own past lives for a little bit of healing. So all you have to do today is just breathe and let the drum do its work. So here we go. Okay, drumming for balance. <laughs> Hopefully that helps you guys too. That's a little different drum, right? The, than my big drum that resonates so deeply. That one has a very different resonation, but that drum was built specifically for balance. Um, those of you that can see this drum in the live stream, you know that it has a symbol of the yin yang on it. And this drum was built specifically for balancing. And so that's what we use it for. And it's not as big, and it does have a different resonation, uh, probably partly because of the shape and size of this drum and partly because of the skin that's used. But anyway, that's a very precious drum to me, a very reverent one. So I was excited to share it with you guys today, and I hope it, it did help you get a bit of balance because heaven knows we could all use it right now, right? Okay, just taking a quick look. Uh, we'll do a little animal communication here for the rest of the show. Lisa said, oh, you were so right. My cat Prince is home safe. He was stuck in a drawer. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. You guys, I get calls that once you listen a lot over uh, 
a lost animal, sending a kitty home, figuring out where somebody's dog went. That happens a bit, quite a bit. You know, unfortunately, I would like to never have those calls because I would like for us to never misplace one of our little loves. But it happens, you know, because they do have minds of their own and they do things. <laughs> Stuck in a drawer. That's an interesting one, Lisa. But, you know, this is a... Uh, <laughs> It happens. Once uh, I've always had chihuahuas for as long as uh, I've been an adult. I've had little chihuahuas and I had a chihuahua for many years named Littles. And Littles was, uh, she was tiny like my little boys now. And I lost her one afternoon. I couldn't find her anywhere. And I was panicking because she's tiny, you know, and we baby these guys like crazy. And I walked into my son's bedroom and I could hear uh, some scratching, skittering around in his uh, in his room. And I found her in a dresser drawer. And I asked him if he put her in the drawer. And he swears he didn't. But someone did. And she was just chilling in there. But she heard my voice and heard me calling her. And she started, you know, letting me know that she was in there. And she was fine. But it scared the crap out of me. It was not cool. So I get it, Lisa. I do. She probably had some kind of uh, like claustrophobia for the rest of her life, right? <laughs> That's a past life memory, that time that you got shoved in a drawer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, Sandy's got a missing cat too. Darn it. Okay. She said, my cat is missing. He's been missing for a week and a half. Do you see him coming back? All right. And he's a white cat with a black spot over one eye. He's really cool. Lots of black spots. Okay. Let's tune into him, Sandy. All right, Sandy, I'm going to encourage you to continue to check your lo local shelters, put up some signs. He is a long ways away. He is, he is far from you. I would never make a prediction about whether or not I think he'll come home because the craziest things have happened, and I would never take your hope. But I am going to tell you this. He is a long ways away. So keep checking with all the shelters. Put up some signs. Post in neighborhood groups. Uh, someone has seen him. And I'm really hoping they can help you reconnect and get this kid home. Okay. Jane has been. She's traveling cross-country with her cat, Max. And she says... Listening from the road, leaving Cheyenne, Wyoming soon. Max isn't eating much, but managing. Finds every hole and crams himself into it. Any message is appreciated. So let's tune into Maxwell here. Yeah, a tiny bit carsick, Jane. He's just not feeling very hungry. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Hopefully he's drinking some, as long as he's drinking water. Then you'll see some days that he eats quite hungrily and others that he doesn't, but I actually think all in all, he's holding up quite well, but I am going to ask him to quit cramming himself into all of these nooks and crannies. Cause I know he's given you a couple of scares here. And that when you guys are in hotels, I'm asking him to really be on the bed with you, not under it, not, you know, cramming himself behind the nightstand or anything like that, but just stay on the bed that you are there to keep him safe. 
Yeah, because he's feeling un a little unsafe. He's feeling really ungrounded, actually. I'm going to ground him and see if that actually helps us to get him to travel a little lighter. I mean, all in all, he's really doing well. But I know it would be nice if he was a little happier <laughs> on this cross-country road trip. He will be happy to get to where you're going. I know you will, too. Okay, I did go ahead and reconnect his root chakra. He was pretty ungrounded, and that's probably a part of this needing to hide routine, you know, besides the fact that that's what cats love to do anyway. But hopefully, Jane, that helps, and we'll continue working on him. Okay, not animal, but I want to approach real quick. Maureen said I... Uh, applied for two positions at AstraZeneca Pharma and got a call. I'm so ready to head back to oncology patient advocacy. That's going to happen, Maureen. It's happening. Hang in there. Jump through all of the hoops and keep shining that bright light of yours. This is happening. I'm so, so excited. All right. Okay. Oh, Linda shared a picture of her gorgeous cat. Oh, my gosh. Long hair, gigantic cat, long haired, black hair with big golden eyes. He is cool as hell. Okay. Curious what you may have to say. Let's tune into this king of the castle here. You know, all cats are in some ways majestic, but this cat carries himself like he is a pharaoh. Or she. I'm actually not quite sure if this is male or I think this is a male, but I might be wrong on that. But this cat carries himself like royalty and absolutely believes that they are. This cat is quite demanding of uh, having their routine and having what they want. And I feel like other animals in the house uh, are absolutely expected to respect their authority. And typically do. I don't feel like there's a lot of skirmishes, but I do feel like there's just an expectation that this is the way I will be treated. Frankly, I think we could all learn a lesson from this cat because, uh, oh, she says this guy. It is a male. Okay. Um, I feel like we could all for, learn a few lessons from this cat because he knows what he wants and he knows how he's supposed to be treated and he has trained his people as such. Uh, I will also say, though, that this cat has an enormous heart and knows how to love his people. He is very cool, Linda. Uh, he's super happy with the life he has, with the uh, treatment that he's getting. It's really cool. I love it. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> what a cool guy. All right. Sorry, you guys. I know I won't get to everything. I just want to grab a few here since we don't have... A lot of time left. Sid says, Elliot is recovering from a second vestibular episode. Timing couldn't be crazier. Would you please ask him if he's bouncing off the walls, barking, and generally going crazy as I was running around packing or if the house triggered his sudden inability to walk and eat by himself or if the big loose molar has something to do with this. He was doing so good before all of that. I feel like there are situations that make it more likely for an episode yeah, things I can pay attention to and modify. Let me tune into him. Sid, I'm sorry that happened. I know you have a ton going on.
they're kind of a yes and a no. There was some instability in all of the packing up the house that had him a little ungrounded, but this episode was coming. So I don't know that we can really pin it on. I don't feel like it's the tooth. I definitely check with your, your vet on that, but I, I'm not hearing that. I feel like this was just on its way. Uh, so I am just reassuring him about why you're packing up the house and what's happening there and why there's people in the house that he's not used to so that he knows. Yeah. And he's so comfortable, Sid. He's, he trusts you so much in the care that you're giving him. He's not afraid or anything of the like. He's actually very comfy. But, but yes, there was some instability, some worry in the packing of the house. So just... Uh, Always reassuring him that he's not going anywhere, and neither are you, and you guys are remaining together, of course. Okay. Well, shoot. I'm sorry he had another episode, ding it. Okay. Let's see. All right, so Helen has her bird zucchini. She's been having new issues with zucchini, although the last two days have been great. He's started biting. Often is this stress, naughty bird, or something else? Let's see. He is a spoiled guy. He's a conure. He's really cool. I think he's a gray cheek, isn't he? Let's tune into Zucchini. <sighs> okay. So it is attention seeking, Helen, and I know that. That is bonkers because you spend a ton of time with this bird. It, I don't really feel like you or your daughter. Well, there's a little less there. You guys both, though, have been giving him a lot of attention. Here's the thing, though. As the world starts turning and you guys get back to regular life and he has a little less attention, I think we may see more of the same with him. But this is attention-seeking behavior, and so we always remind him we don't bite. And I'm showing him the consequence of biting is that he goes back in his cage for a while. Not that we want to see Zucchini hate his cage. You know, we don't. But he does need to have a consequence. And that will be, we won't interface with you if you're going to bite. Not for long term. It's more of a timeout, you know. He's a toddler at heart. And so we're talking about a few minutes of, uh, you know, of timeout. Not a whole day, but a, a little break is called for. And so I reminded him that if he bites, he goes to bed and nobody holds him for a while, period. And we'll see if we can get him through this. He's still a toddler and he's going to be for quite some time. And so know that uh, his behaviors will reflect that sometimes. Crazy kid. All righty. Well, you know, you guys, we have done what we do. We've talked down to the end of the show. I want to thank you all so much for being here. I want to remind you that I do have my forensic mediumship class tomorrow afternoon at 1-2 Academy. If you're interested in that class, come over and sign up. I would love to have you in that group. Something tells me this will be a fairly small, tight-knit, very intimate group of healers that are all working together. If you don't have any mediumship skills or didn't think that you did, come anyway. I think I'll surprise you a little with what you find you can do, what you do know. So I'd be happy to have you there. Don't forget, we do have our sanctuary sales going on over uh, at 1 to Listen from 5 a.m. to 5, 5 a.m. 5 to 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And we're at reduced rates every single day during that time. 
all of my time-based sessions are marked down through the end of whatever this period is of COVID. So that's fun as well and a great way to connect. And I'll be, I will be over at One Two Listen for the rest of the day and evening if you need me. So you guys, please take care of yourselves. And I'll see you again this week over on Strange Phenomena on Mystery and Mysteries at 10 a.m. Pacific on Thursday. And again, Kelly McLean show, <coughs> pardon me, at 7 p.m. on Thursday night. We are reading inappropriate bedtime stories. You need to be there. Take care, guys, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. 